This is the Marked Podcast from LifeWay Women. We're your hosts, Mary Margaret West and Elizabeth Heineman. Each episode, we'll talk about what God's doing, how He has and is marking each of us. Sometimes that will be through interviews, and sometimes we'll have conversations around the table. We're so glad you joined us today. We are so glad that you were back for another week of the Mark Podcast. It's been a fun summer so far, hasn't it, Elizabeth? Yes, yeah, so fun. I know. We've had some fun new people on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just been some good conversations and interviews and stuff like that. But we really both love when, like, we just get to kind of, like, talk about a topic. Yes. And it just it's just the two of us here in the studio today. Just having a conversation. Just having a conversation. We actually were inspired before we started recording Catherine Park's episode. We were just chatting about some of our favorite memories of growing up um, in church and with Christian pop culture. Yeah. Which is like, it's whole, it's a whole thing. It's a thing. And so we just like had all these memories of listening to CCM radio and watching videos from the church library and wearing What Would Jesus Do bracelets. Yes. And we just were like cracking up listening or listening to each other and remembering all these things. So we thought we'd do a whole episode on Christian pop culture growing up. Specifically, we both grew up in like the 90s-ish mm-hmm. era. I was so, born in 84. And so. I was 85. So, you know, we don't remember a lot before 90. Mm-hmm. And then we were teenagers in the early 2000s, aughts, whatever yes. you want to call them. I go with early 2000s. Okay. <laughs> whatever you want to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and it's summer, and we're actually going to be traveling this week to Lifeway Women Live, so we hope to see some of you there. We do. And And we're going to be recording some podcast episodes there. Yes. It'll be super fun. Mm -hmm. And so we just thought it'd be great to do like a just for fun episode for you to listen to if you're on a summer road trip like we are, or if you're going to the beach or dropping kids off at camp or whatever you might be doing Mm -hmm. in the summer, mowing the yard, yeah, whatever it is. And for some of you, some of you didn't grow up in Christian culture and and so this episode is gonna be weird it's gonna be weird and so we'll just preface it with that but also it may be some things that you could go google yeah and find or look on youtube for and um and try to better understand what it is we're talking about today because these are things that like when you think of things that have marked you this is a a more funny look at some things that have definitely marked us as we've grown up and um and too like it's funny now too because when um jonathan i just grew up in very different types of Christian homes, mm-hmm. I would say, like just different denominations, yeah. church backgrounds. And so like this sort of stuff did not <laughs> invade the world in which he lived. Right. And so like I'll talk about it and he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. So even like exactly. it's not even my <laughs> husband can relate to some of these things. But Elizabeth and I love to laugh about this. And yes. we actually posted on the Life of Women Instagram account mm-hmm. um, asking for some of your input and suggestions. And so we're going to read a few of those of some things that have marked you, some of which I, a lot of which I knew about, a handful of which I was I was like, I don't know what that is. Yeah. So and we've had to look up. Some yes, because some of those came from some of you who were teenagers in the 80s and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And so your Christian pop culture experience looked different than ours. But anyway, this is where we're headed today. And I think yeah. it's going to be fun. So let's just start out defining what we mean by Christian pop culture. Okay. So I define it as anything that was like entertainment sort of, yeah. but with a Christian spin. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of things that we grew up with, like videos that were specifically Christian or radio programs mm-hmm. or um, music genres, anything yep. like that. That's just specifically Christian. Um, that's kind of what I was thinking of 
yeah. with that? Is that kind of how you would define it as yes. well? Yes, like contemporary Christian music, which yes. herein will be referred to as CCM. Yes. And, you know, just those sorts of things that were mm-hmm. the same things that everybody else was doing, but with a Christian spin, exactly right. like you said. So, yeah. and that's, I think, the best way to put it. Yeah, I think John Acuff one time um, when he was talking on his uh, Stuff Christians Like blog or something, he said mm-hmm. the Christians like to take things in that have already great ideas and make them Christian. Yeah. And I think that happens a lot. And, um, but I think it's good because it's like a good way for us to, we'll talk more about this later, but just to learn about the Bible and about um, yeah. how to live as Christians in our world today. Mm-hmm. So how did Christian pop culture play out in your childhood or growing up years? Oh gosh. The first thing that comes to mind, I think, that was sort of like the source of a lot of this was our church library. Oh, yeah, the church library. I grew up in a church that had a church library, Mm -hmm. and like it was just like going to the public library, except it was all church stuff. Right. And so this is where I rented videos from, where I checked out books. And like, yes. like, and it was my mom would say, like, I loved all of these, like, historical fiction. She called yes. them the, my prairie novels. Mm-hmm. Like, just I love those. Jeanette too. Oak, you know, like Christian fiction books. Yeah. Loved all of those. Um, but also, like, when I was younger, it was all these, like, Christian videos that I loved. Yes. One of which you and I have talked about before, mm-hmm. McGee and Me. Yes. Good old oh. McGee and Me. Gosh, Guys, those were good. That was like, so if you did not grow up in Christian pop culture, picture Lizzie McGuire. You know how yeah. she would talk to like the cartoon version of herself? Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of what McGee and me was, sort of. Yeah. So McGee was kind of almost like a Jiminy Cricket character, mm-hmm. like the, but kind of a troublemaker, not yes. really like the conscience. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were lots of videos with those that are kind of bizarre if you if we were just to tell you the plot points. Yes. Like, wasn't there a tornado one time? Yes, that, there, like, and that's the one that literally comes to mind because yeah. a tree branch comes in through the yes. living room window during the middle of this tornado. Yeah, and so all these things happen to this kid, but he has to navigate them in a Christian way, yep. like in a Christ-like way. And mm-hmm. so, um, and he draws McGee, which is the little cartoon character, yes. and McGee comes to life and like, gives him advice, good or bad. Yeah, just kind of talks him through it. Yeah. So, yeah, McGee and me, that was one. That was one. Um, Adventures in Odyssey. Like, okay. This is one where like we could camp out on <laughs> Adventures in Odyssey and like stay there. For we could a... probably bring in like experts on Adventures in yes, Odyssey, which like, I am not. I am not either. But like I know some people who like they know it. And they yes. Adventures in Odyssey was a resource that came out of mm-hmm. Focus on the Family in Colorado. Yes. And they actually have in their building in Colorado Springs, like a wit's end. A wit's end. Oh my goodness. Oh yeah. And they have like all <laughs> Yes, they do. I'm gonna plan a vacation I now. <laughs> I think like my sister in law's family has gone there. Like, but people that go to focus yeah. on the family's building in Colorado Springs, mm-hmm. like that's a big deal. And like, there's all this adventures and Odyssey stuff. And like, it was back in the day when it was before CDs, right? Um, mm-hmm. For me, let's just talk about how old we are, yes. everyone. I'm. 35. We already said when we when we were, when born. We were born. Yeah, but, 35, um, and then. I'm 34. Are you 34? <laughs> like, yeah, I not can't sure. remember. Okay. We don't know. 34, yes. Um, so, but it was cassette tapes. Yes. And like they were in series. Yeah. So you would get like these, you know, those old VHS Disney the, the tape, like the puffy ones, yeah. the VHS cases. And then there would be like six cassette tapes mm-hmm. inside of it. If you don't know what these things are, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Maybe Google these things. <laughs> Ask your mom. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you would take the cassette tapes and you would listen to like one side A yeah. first and then like flip it over and listen to two, side one side mm-hmm. B. And then you would listen to all of them. 
And it also came on the radio in Nashville. I don't know mm. if it that was like everywhere, but we had a Christian radio station in yeah. Nashville. I don't I didn't grow up with it being on like okay. with it being on the radio that I can recall. Yeah. So. And it would come on like I think on Tuesday nights because that was when we were in the car a lot mm-hmm. just because of our family schedule. And we would listen to like an hour long radio program like the 1940s or something. Yeah. But it was all this. It was a, a group of kids that mm-hmm. like lived in. Where did they live? Probably oh, Colorado. Gosh. But they would get together at this um, kind of like an after school program at a place called Wits End because it was owned by Mr. Whitaker. Yep. And they would just have adventures. And, you know, they, they were, were all... from the town of Odyssey. Oh, of course. Adventures Duh. in Odyssey. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And I actually had an Adventures in Odyssey Bible. Of course you did. That had like uh, graphic like comic books yeah. in it. Oh, that were yes. Adventures in Odyssey. Yes. Yeah. I had one too. Now that you're saying this, it was yeah. white. Like, Mine was like colorful, but okay, I may yeah. have had a different version uh-huh. than you did. Yeah. So Adventures in Odyssey was a big mm-hmm. a big part of my childhood. Yes. And I think it went on for a very long time. It's still like a thing. Still making new episodes? Yes. I, I think so. Like I'm I was looking at it online a little while ago and like it's there's still stuff you can find about this online. And so it's I don't think it's one of those things that has just totally gone away. I think they're on like MP3s and CDs now right. and like, I might have to like see if there's a podcast back I can up. subscribe to. Yes. Cuz I loved those adventures. And like my family has a story around this like where there was we grew up in Orlando, Florida. Mm-hmm. My aunt, Aunt Jean and Uncle Ronnie lived in North Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And so for a week every summer, and my, my grandparents on my dad's side of the family passed away when I was little. And so my Aunt Jean and Uncle Ronnie had kids who were way older than we were. Mm-hmm. And so for a week every summer, we would go spend a week at their house. Yeah. And like there was one trip where we brought our cassette tapes mm-hmm. and we listened to them the whole way there. <laughs> And the whole way back, and my uncle Ronnie, by the end of he said, "I'm throwing these tapes out of the window. Like I'm so sick of listening to this." And when I got married, he had found CDs of oh Adventures in Odyssey and gave them to all to me and both of my brothers as like that a gift at my rehearsal dinner. And it was like nobody else got it, but we all laughed. Yeah. And, like, he had a boombox up at the front where he played the theme music, and we were all like, "Oh my gosh, we know what this is," because it was just a big part. It was of a huge part. Our normal dated yeah. like just the like our Christian culture. And like, mm-hmm. but they talked about you know those like about character issues, yes, and like about, virtues, like, yes, like mm-hmm. how to deal with situations that came up and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And so it was just creative storytelling ways to learn about God and to learn about the Bible. So it was really yeah. cool. That was cool. Mm-hmm. And then I think with the video stuff, kind of maybe a little bit younger than us was Veggie Tales. I think they kind of came out yes. right when I was like exiting that age group. Mm-hmm. I still watch them because I loved Silly Songs with Larry. Oh, yeah. Where's My Hairbrush? Those French Peas. Yes. I would in- hurl insults and slushies off of the wall of Jericho. Mm-hmm. And um, that was a big deal. I would rent those from our church library and watch them with my sister, who's a little bit younger. And so good. We love those. And uh, Gerbert. Gerbert. We have on the list here. A little orange puppet named yeah. Gerbert. Like guys, one of my claims to fame is that one time I went to a VBS with and the Gerbert was there. <gasps> no. Like they brought in Gerbert himself to lead our VBS. That's fantastic. And that was at my friend's church, so it wasn't at my church. Um, but we went every night that week because mm-hmm. it was a night VBS and we watched Gerbert tell us about Jesus in the Bible. Yep. And it 
we were all enthralled, mm-hmm. which is like a weird thing to think about. Yeah, I don't know. thinking back on it now. Yeah, but like, but it's like how kids get enthralled by Veggie Tales. Like, right. It was just our generation's thing. And yeah. Another one of those was Salty the Singing Songbook. Yes. Like this big <laughs> blue man, like like blue haired faced man, was in a hymnal. Right. Like and and would sing songs. <laughs> would sing songs with Charity Church Mouse <laughs> and all of his other friends. I don't think I watched those as much. Oh, I, we had those in our church library. Okay, see, yeah. my church library didn't come around until I was probably like in fifth or sixth grade, so mm-hmm. I may have been past the salty years at that yes, point. But I loved it. Yeah, I I knew about him for sure. Mm-hmm. And so I think for me, a lot of my uh, Christian pop culture, along with the church library. Um, exposure was through concerts. Yeah. So I live in Music City. I grew up here mm-hmm. in Nashville. And so we're kind of the, we're the hub of country music, but we're also the hub of Christian music. Oh, yeah. So I got to go to a lot of free concerts um, just based on the fact that a lot of the artists were here. So yeah. it was like, oh, so-and-so is performing in the park today. And like we always had some great Christian radio stations that would do sponsor concerts. And mm-hmm. my first concert was Amy Grant. Oh, yeah. And My I, first CD, Amy Grant's Heart in Motion. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so Love good. that stuff. And so I listened to all kinds of CCM music. Mm-hmm. I had a poster. Like, my big thing was, like, posters and have them sign it and put them on my ceiling in my bedroom. Oh, yeah. You were that so, girl. Yeah, I was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a lot of signatures yes. of CCM stars. Probably still do. Who knows mm-hmm. where those posters are? Who were some of your favorites? Um, so it kind of like, uh, DC Talk was an early favorite. Oh, yeah. Of course, Audio Adrenaline. Mm-hmm. I never got super into the Newsboys, but like I'd been to some of their concerts. Yeah. The jar- Jars of Clay, not the Jars yes. of Clay. Jars of Clay. They were big. Oh, we would sing that in church choir. We, oh, yeah. We, like we sang some of Jars of Clay songs in yeah. church choir. That was an, that's another. <laughs> church choir. Church choir. Yeah. That's and going one. on tours, quote oh, yeah. unquote tours. Oh, yeah, we went on choir tour yeah. in middle school and high school. I didn't have a, a youth group choir when I was. In that age, they started it after I left, mm-hmm. and so I didn't get to go on tour. But oh, yeah. I would have been Raise all about your that. Hand if you have been in <laughs> church choir, like in youth choir, that yeah. was just I was in kids choir, youth choir. Oh, Kathy Hill musicals. Did y'all do those? I don't know. Okay, so those were Kathy Hill was like prolific in writing kids mm-hmm. church musicals. Yeah, like Go Go Jonah, Hans Bronson. Yes. Uh, what was the? There's another one that's, but there's like a ton. She wrote a ton. Americans. Which was uh-huh. like patriotic songs. Yep. But there was, um, I did Go Go Jonah and Hans Bronson. Oh, I mean, I, we did them all. Like, we did all the Kathy Hill musicals. We did a lot of musicals too. Like, we did one on yeah. Josiah, like the oh, Young wow. King. We did one called Kids Under, Con- like a Kids Under Construction okay. thing. Um, oh, gosh. Like, but we, we did the musicals. I still think too. every time I read the word Nineveh, I think of the song from Go Go Jonah that was like, like I think of that every single time and still recall like all the those songs so yeah those definitely taught us a lot about the bible yeah church musicals um yeah I'm trying to think of other CCM like I was big into like Stacey O'Rico and Uh Rachel Lampa and plus one Rebecca St. James oh yes yes I mean, Mary Mary, do you remember yes, them? Shackles. Out I of met Eden. them at a concert. Yes. <laughs> Out of Eden was good. Plum. Nicole um, Nordman. Oh, yeah. And then, like, and I was the girl, like, I owned all the Michael W. Smith albums. Oh, yeah. I mean, I owned a lot of them. Yeah. Stephen Curtis Chapman. Stephen Curtis Chapman. Um, Chris Rice. Let's go, like, oh, okay. okay. Hang on. And we're going to the Rocket Town. I have some stories town. about Chris Rice. <laughs> yes. 
So Chris Rice went to college at the same college that I did. Uh-huh. And that was like our claim to fame for a long time. Yeah. And then also one time, I grew up in Nashville again. And uh, we got this email because I was homeschooled. So I was free during the days. And we get this email <laughs> somehow that was like, we need kids to be in a music video, a Chris Rice music video. And I was like, I love Chris Rice. Smell the color nine. Like yes. had a deep spiritual impact on my life, which we can talk about later. But, okay, good. Um, so I was like, Chris Rice, I'm, of course I'm going to be in a music video. I get there. It's actually a VeggieTales music video. Mm. And Chris Rice is singing the song. So it's on, It's a silly song with Larry on the Jonah DVD. Okay. I am in that. <gasps> oh, jumping Elizabeth. up and down. With, actually, uh, Emily Chapman Richards, her brothers were playing musical instruments in that video. That's fantastic. So like our paths have crossed multiple times. I but, love it. But yeah, so I get there and we basically had to jump up and down for like three hours and listen to a silly song with Larry, which I love the silly songs with Larry, but for three hours on it's repeat. A long time. It was a little much, but he did end up singing us the cartoon song. That, that's where I was <laughs> going with Chris Rice as the cartoon yes. song. I mean... What if cartoons got saved? I mean, it's a great philosophical question of our time. I know. I know. It just, like, it brings back one million memories. And they would play that on our radio station a good bit, too, in Orlando's E88.3, which was my fave. And um, I don't know. Like, there's just something about, like, like Chris Rice, Jenny Owens, Watermark. When I was in high school, Christy Knuckles, if you don't know, Mm -hmm. had a career before she was just (laughs) Christy Knuckles. And she was, she and Nathan were Watermark. Yeah. And my screen name in high school was Watermark 2002. That's the best. And the one time I got to meet her in high school, my dad told her that and I was mortified and I ran away. Yeah. But like, like, did you, what was, <laughs> did you have an interesting screen name? No, it was just like variations of my name. Gotcha. Yeah. But like, that was also like a, a thing. Like, yeah. because we had AOL Instant Messenger. I'm sure like, I put a Bible verse in my away message at some point. Like, that was so. probably what I did. Oh, gosh. But usually my, yeah, usually my screen names were just, I'm sure I changed, I changed it multiple times. Yes. But I think, I think my last one was like, it's Liz 85 or something like that. There you go. Yeah. All right, Liz. Rolling. Yeah. I don't go by that anymore. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of how some of the thing, ways that it played out in my childhood and growing up years. Mm-hmm. Um, the next question that we had is, is it still relevant to your life today? Christian pop culture. Hmm. I'll, uh, you go. No, you go. You had a thought. Like I was going to say, I think it is in the fact that we both kind of work in Christian pop culture. Yeah. Like to an extent, because we both, like I edit Bible studies by a lot of these people and go to like help with events mm-hmm. by these People that are affecting Christian pop culture, um, Beth Moore, Priscilla Shire, yeah. uh, Kelly Minter, like all these, all these women are part of Christian pop culture, in that we're producing their, their books and yeah, music and all that. Kind and of I stuff. think too, it's just that it Christian pop culture looks different now yes. than it did when we were growing up. And so I think even a lot of what we're seeing on Instagram, like mm-hmm. with Christian influencers, and yeah, like is its own Christian like pop subculture right. thing. That like we're gonna look back on in twenty years and mm-hmm. have our own funny jokes about different yeah. accounts or things or you know whatever it is that may have come up you know but then too to look at it and go like there was a lot too that I, like I learned about the Lord from this and for even, sure like I mean this po- like podcasts like let's yeah. just be honest it's that's some part point, of Christian pop culture too yes like yeah. at some point this will feel like an ancient thing yes like because everything feels like it's gonna last forever <laughs> until it doesn't yeah and so like at some point we're gonna go remember that like we used to host a podcast <laughs> yeah. and we're gonna laugh. About and we'll it. have to describe what a podcast is, right, like a cassette to tape. You know? Exactly. And yeah, I think too, like 
you're saying it's very different, but also like neither of us have kids. So there's some things from our childhood pop culture that are still affecting kids, Christian kids today, because they're still watching VeggieTales videos Mm -hmm. and Bible Man and, you know, all those kinds of things. I don't know that they've brought McGee and me back, but we should pitch that sometime. We should. That's a good idea. We'll go talk to the kids people about that. But a lot of those artists that we listen to are still Mm -hmm. making great music and um, we're still listening to them and all that kind of stuff. There's still church libraries. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think it's it's still around and it's still, there are some ways that it looks different because it has changed and then there's some ways that it looks different because we have changed yeah. and we've gotten older. I agree. But but I think it, like pop culture will always be pop, like whatever's current. Right. Like it's just, it, it lasts for a season, but not forever, mm-hmm. but it leaves an impact. Yeah. And I think we all, like, even if for some of you didn't grow up in a Christian home, like there are things in, in pop culture period right. that impacted you the same way that these things impacted yeah. us and that had an influence. And, you know, obviously they may not have been Christian influences, but yeah. like, but they were things that we think back on, that we tell stories about, that we laugh, that we really connected with, or, you know, that we watched all the time or whatever mm-hmm. that may be. And so so pop culture has a big impact on yeah. all of us. Like you just can't avoid it anymore. Right. And um, so I think this like to answer the question, like it still feels relevant. Like, yeah. And there are people I can laugh with about this. But then there's some like 22 year olds that work here at Lifeway now that like <laughs> would have zero idea. I will say, though, what would Jesus do bracelets? I mm-hmm. think are making a comeback. They are making a comeback because like yeah. they were cool when I was in high school. I like, had in the late one 90s. of every color. Of course you did. Yes, because you had to have a different one for each outfit. Oh, there you go. You know? I just had one. Or I you think would it was like, like layer them. Green. <laughs> That's awesome. Like I feel like it was really cool for a while to layer them, or then like yeah. yeah. So I've seen. I helped um, with our college ministry moving college students in last semester mm-hmm. or last year before the first semester of college, and we there were like probably five of them wearing what would Jesus do bracelets, and I was oh, yeah. like, what's happening? Yeah. What Did would I save mine? Do bracelets, scrunchies, and fanny packs. Yeah, are all back in. Like the '90s have come back in full force, yes. and I was just not emotionally prepared for it. Those are also known as belt bags for our English, belt British. Bag. There you go, <laughs> listeners. Yes, yeah, Thank you for listening across the pond. Yeah, but but yeah, they, I think it's it's just interesting just to think back on these things that I don't think about all the time, but like I can definitely laugh about or just appreciate in a different way. Yeah. Because it's like what we've said already, like so much of these things we're building in truth in Mm -hmm. ways that like I now can recognize and see. Yeah. And, um, and that some of the albums I was listening to are like ways that I memorize scripture or, you know, like Mm -hmm. we sang songs to memorize the books of the Bible or stuff like that. I had a t-shirt. That mm-hmm. said whatever on the front and then had Philippians 4, 8 on the back, uh-huh. which is the whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever yeah. is pure. And I had like one of my friend's dads was like, do you know what's on the back of your shirt? And I said, yes. And he was like, well, what is it? And then I couldn't say it word for word. And he was like, next time I see you wear that, you better know that word for word. Yeah. And so I memorized that verse because mm-hmm. I was wearing it on the back of my T-shirt. I had a similar thing happen. Yeah. My um. I went to a Christian high school mm-hmm. and um, and we had a senior class T-shirt and there was a verse on it. And I had a, a like a like a cash register clerk at a, uh-huh. some store asked me one day, like, what does that verse mean? And I could not recall it. And yeah. like and it forever made me want to remember that because mm-hmm. people were looking and they were asking. Yeah. And, you know, and there's some of it that's cheesy. Like, right. You know, there's just I mean, just whatever's is. kind of cheesy on the yeah, front of your or T-shirt. Like God's gym, you know, yeah. like uh, I don't know, like just those things. There's are just, some that are cheesy, yes. Mm-hmm. But like, but all in all, like it's trying to mm-hmm. put a good message out there, trying to um, start a conversation, start a conversation, or mm-hmm. even help the person wearing it to memorize scripture. Yeah, you know, 
And I, yeah, I think I was just looking at some of our responses from Instagram and somebody said um, a breadcrumb and fish was one of the parody, mm-hmm. Christian parody t-shirts. Instead of Abercrombie and Fitch. Yeah. So those were really big when I was. Oh, yeah. In, like I had a gap one that was like Jesus stood in the gap for mm-hmm. you. Um, so, yeah, I wore that thing all the time. Oh, yeah. And like, and here were a few others that came in from Instagram yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, Reliant K song, Sadie Hawkins Dance. Yes. In my, in my khaki, khaki pants. pants. <laughs> Nothing better. Well, uh, uh. <laughs> I was like, before we started, I was like, just so you know, I have brushed up on some of the rap portions of DC Talk songs. Oh, okay. So are we going to do this? <laughs> I don't know. Do you want to do the first verse? I, I like. I might get a little stage fright, but I think I can okay. do it. And just don't like. I may have to close my eyes. This when just I do my is part. what it is. Yeah. Okay. So this is two of us rapping. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. But like DC talks, Jesus freak song was like it was the a jam. whole thing. There was a book. I mean, it touched yes. all portions of pop culture because I think there was a movie too. I think so. there was like t-shirt. There were t-shirts. There were like it was everywhere. The whole thing. But there was this rap, and I'm not like this is a Toby Mac rap. Yeah, Toby, yes. Toby Mac's still around. He's still making music. Uh-huh. But this was Toby Mac as a part of, like, he was in DC Talk, if yeah. you don't know that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, like, okay, so the first part of the rap in in Jesus Freak says, um, There was oh, no. a man with a tat. There was a man with a tat on his big, fat belly. It wiggled around like marmalade jelly. It took me a while to catch what it said because I had to match the rhythm of his belly with my head. head. Jesus saved is what it raved in a typical tattoo green. He stood on the box in the middle of a city and he claimed he had a dream. And like that was like white girl rap to the extreme right there. Yeah. But like that, like, but I'll never forget. Like it's, <laughs> it has marked me. Yes. Well, the second verse is about John the Baptist. All right. It's, that's your turn. Okay. I may have to close my eyes okay, to remember I won't, it. I won't stare at you. <laughs> okay. There was a man in the desert with maps in his head. The sand that he walked was also his bed. The words that he spoke made the people assume there wasn't too much left in the upper room. With skins on his back and hair on his face, they thought he was strange by the locusts he ate. The Pharisees tripped when they heard him speak till the te- king took the head of that Jesus freak. Yes. Yeah. What will people think when they hear that I'm a Jesus Okay, freak? don't sing too much of it. We'll have to pay royalties. Okay, yeah, we're done now with Jesus freak. <laughs> yeah, but... but- it taught like scripture and to like stand up for your faith, yeah. you know, and I still remember I went to a Billy Graham, um, one of his last crusades, conferences, crusades mm-hmm. thank you. And um, it was the musical guests that night were Jars of Clay, DC Talk, Kirk Franklin. Yes. Stomp. Yes. Yes. And they sang Jesus Freak. And I just remember it was like the highlight of my life oh, yeah. like I was probably in ninth or tenth grade mm-hmm. and we came with the youth group and like everybody it was, was like how Michael W. Smith can't sing a con- can't do a concert without singing friends like yes. you can't see a DC talk show without them singing Jesus right. Freak I don't know if they do that on their cruises but I, I feel like they need to mm-hmm. and that and um, I always wanted to achieve learning the rap portion to um, Jesus is just alright yes and I never That's never could one. get it down it's yeah. so fast mm-hmm. Is very fast. And I am not a rapper. <laughs> Neither one of us are. So I would love to be. Our rap debut was That would today. be my secret uh, ambition. Okay, so. To quote a Michael <laughs> yeah. <Louis> Smith song. <laughs> I didn't even realize Nobody I had done that. Nobody knew his secret ambition. Okay, yes. yeah. Okay. Mine is to be a rapper. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, gosh. All right, so some other, some other submissions from Instagram. 
Fluffy Bunny or Chubby Bunny. Did y'all ever play that in youth group? Oh, yeah. There's like a whole subgenre of Christian pop culture that is youth group games. Yes. Oh, I could go on a list of those. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. They're all dangerous. Like somebody may die doing them. Like yeah, it's, it's not a good idea. They're all like a lot of them are gross, mm-hmm. just things. And there were points to them that led to biblical truths. I don't always remember. Those. Not always. <laughs> yeah. Let's just be honest. Not always. But, but yeah. chubby bunny or fluffy bunny, either way, like you stuff marshmallows into your mouth and you have to say the word chubby bunny mm-hmm. and you see how many marshmallows. But I heard that was illegal now. Probably. Because it's like, dangerous. It is very dangerous. Yeah. But you can I, easily I, choke I, on those I marshmallows. I had myself played chubby bunny. I don't know that I ever did. Mm. I definitely watched it being played, but yeah. I don't know that I. I have participated. Did that. Um. Somebody said they saw Keith Green in concert a few times. Do you remember Keith Green? Vaguely, he was a little bit before my yeah. time, but yes. Yeah, same. Mm-hmm. I think I think I've heard some of his songs. And then Stacy Orico, I talked about her earlier. Yes. This one came in from our friend Rachel Trammell. Yes. And she had a video on MTV's TRL. Total Request Live. Yeah. With and Carson it was, Daly. Yeah, and it was totally scandalous. It was on the Today show. Like Carson Daly's had his own like life. Yes, he has <laughs> toured. He or not toured, but like he has made the like jumps of all hosting yeah. all of these different things. But when we were growing up, he was on Total Request Live on MTV when they actually showed music videos on MTV. Yeah, because that was a thing in the afternoon. Like you were trying to get home mm-hmm. in time to watch TRL and see which were the top music videos. And I week. do remember Stacey Arico's music video. That yeah. was on there because yes. it was very popular. Hashtag scandalous. Remember. Yeah. Like it just was one of those like, like she, I mean, not the I thing think she was one scandalous. of the like cro- first crossover, crossover. Yes. Which let's define crossover uh-huh. <laughs> when a Christian artist or a non-Christian artist crosses over into the other genre. Yes. Like Switchfoot is a good example of that mm-hmm. because they were also, I think they may be like the most successful ones because they yeah. crossed over. They You can hear them on the secular radio and on Christian radio. Yes. Need to Breathe is a more modern one, mm-hmm. I would say. Amy Grant, I think, in a lot Amy of ways. Amy Grant. Oh, yeah. She was probably the original. Pioneer yeah. in that crossover artist right there. Yep. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, that was just one of those like, oh my gosh, there is a Christian music video on Total <laughs> On Request MTV. Live. Like a big deal. Yeah. So. I don't even know that I had MTV at that time, but I did see that music video. Mm-hmm. We used to show music videos in uh, youth group, Christian music videos. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember those. Um. Then writer Caroline said she was on her Baptist Church's interpretive movement team. Yes. Which is a whole other thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I remember Baptist, we so many. Dance. Well, interpretive movement was also like not necessarily dance. So there were yeah. some that was more like sign language sort of things. Mm-hmm. I did many a sign language song in my time in a white shirt and khaki pants. That was always a thing. Um and they did a dance to Jackie Velasquez's song, I Get On My Knees. Caroline did. I Get did. On My Knees. Okay, like, uh, this is all like coming back in my yes. mind. But yeah, thank you, writer Caroline, Yes, for the visual of this. We got a lot of people saying Carmen. Carmen was like. He was cool. He was big. Do you remember? He did that kids out. I had a kids Carmen cassette tape, and it had a cartoon uh, cat on the front. Do you remember that? I had the kids Sandy Patty cassette okay, tape. Okay, okay. Yes. Probably similar, mm-hmm. similar vibes. The, oh, and she, it had a name. It, it uh, something about the club. It was a club. Um, oh no, I don't know it. What was it? Like there was a whole song about it. Like oh, somebody you Instagram probably, me and tell me what it was. Yeah, I have no idea. The club. I wasn't as were, much into Sandy Patty. I'm about to Google that. And there's also the Bible Man, who's like a 
Bible superhero. The Friendship Company. The Friendship Company. There we go. The Friendship Company. I should have known that. (laughs) And Donut Man, I remember that vaguely. I didn't get really into those videos, but I remember um, watching some of them at like friends' houses Mm -hmm. where like the donuts were like donut puppets and they would talk. I don't remember that one as much. Yeah. I think it was similar to like Salty or Gerbert or Mm -hmm. all those. Left Behind. Let's talk about Left Behind. So Left Behind is a whole thing. The books of- A whole like post-apocalyptic. Apocalyptic, yeah, from a Christian perspective, mm-hmm. post tribulation or post, uh, not tribulation. What is the word when they go up into heaven? Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> um, what is it? Oh gosh! Uh, the uh, like it's not ascension, it's not resurrection, it's the uh, return of Jesus at the end in Revelation. We have to cut this part out. <laughs> What is it called? The um, rapture. The rapture. <laughs> okay. It's about the rapture. Okay. Do we leave this in? <laughs> Maybe so. I don't know. All right. So it's about a post-rapture world. And they had a whole book series. Yes. So it started out as a book series. You may or may I'm not know sure that. I'm sure it was seven books. I think you're probably right. There was also a kid's version that I read. Oh, I read the big version. Okay. I mm-hmm. read both. I read the kid's version first. They had them in the church library. The, okay. And then um, I didn't read the last Left Behind book. I got tired of it before then. But then they also had movies starring, famously, Kirk Cameron. Mm -hmm. And then recently there was another movie remake starring Nicolas Cage. Oh, yes. So I have seen the Nicolas Cage version. I don't Mm -hmm. think I've seen the Kirk Franklin version. Yeah. But that's a whole thing. You just, like, mention the words Left Behind to anyone that grew up in Christian pop culture and they know what you're talking about and probably have some kind of story about reading those books Mm -hmm. or watching those movies oh yeah like we would sit this was also too and some of you still have this honestly i miss this is wednesday night supper oh yeah at church Mm -hmm. and like but i remember my brother like there were several people he would have conversations with about the left behind books at wednesday night supper like before before choir and youth group yeah we would all go i recently met your brother and that totally makes sense yes (laughs) that would that would make sense with my brother yes so but yeah that was on Wednesday nights. That's, yeah. That's for good times. Good times. Like a couple of other last funny things. Um, Darcy Joe Porter wrote in and says she remembers Casting Crown singing the song I Will Praise You in the Storm during a tornado warning. So, I mean, that's appropriate. That has marked her. Yeah. Thank you, Darcy Joe. And let's Lynn, see. Lynn's Painter is her name. Mm-hmm. Don Moen worship tapes. I remember Don Moen. Okay. I don't remember Don Moen. Yeah. He was one of those like just wrote a lot of Christian okay. music. St- still does, I think. Yeah. But yeah. And then back masking the tapes, which I guess is playing them backwards mm-hmm. and looking for satanic messages. And I'm assuming not Don Moen's music, but like secular music. Yeah, some secular music. Yeah. yeah. And I remember that, that was, was a thing. That was a thing. Always mm-hmm. looking for like whatever satanic messages may be in, hidden in other, in like secular music. Yep. Um, B. Brown wrote... As a teen, seeing DC Talk and Michael W. Smith perform at a Billy Graham crusade in the new stadium, you may have been there with me. I was about to say that's I probably feel the like one that you were was at. the one I was at. Yes. So we were there together. Mm-hmm. It was a moment. I love that. That was, yeah. Jars of Clay's song Flood from yes, Beth Q Knight, which is another crossover that was on secular radio. Yeah. And when I went to summer camp one year, we were in like this like open air gymnasium Mm -hmm. and we had like we would have these like fun party nights and stuff like that like that had a theme and this one was like a water theme and they they pulled up fire trucks 
And every time that the song Flood would come on, they would like spray us oh, down wow. with water while Flood is playing. That's my memory of That's the song Flood. Awesome. Yes. Um, then last, this but is one of not our least. favorites. Yes. So Marianne sent us a message that said that she used to go to a Christian light club as opposed to a nightclub. And so well known Christian artists would perform there. And we just love that. It was called they, a light club. That they called it a light club. Yeah. And so they would, yeah, that was just a fun. I love it. I loved it so I much. Know. Yeah. We, and that is, I think, something that we, like, as Christian, in Christian culture, mm-hmm. we like to turn things around and make them positive. Mm-hmm. And so that is what somebody did with the light club. Yeah. And, you know, like, but those are Have the things. Have just a good, clean fun. I know. Why not? At the light club. At the light club. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we should, maybe, maybe we need some more light clubs. <laughs> you know? Maybe we do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I think maybe it's time to ask our last question. Okay. And we kind of answered this a little bit before, but um, how did Christian pop culture mark you, Mary Margaret? And I think this is similar to what I said earlier of just Mm -hmm. like, it gave me a framework to put some things in. Yeah. You know, and like, and my parents were not the type who said like we couldn't listen to Mm -hmm. non-Christian music or couldn't watch TV that wasn't Christian TV. It's like I was exposed to both. Right. Um, But I think too, there are some things that like I recognized the difference between the two. And Mm -hmm. I think it was, it was ways that I was able to learn like, I don't know, to see what it is like when you bring Jesus into the picture, how it changes yeah. things. And so I think for me, it just was learning a lot of simple truths growing mm-hmm. up and just, you know, finding some creative ways to use the arts. And I love that God uses creative people mm-hmm. in such powerful ways to bring his name glory. And like while some of this stuff is like has like funny like anecdotes like attached to right. it, like I'm really grateful for all the people who like invested their time and their yeah. lives in creating things that were helpful for Mm -hmm. us to learn more about values and truths and scripture and Mm -hmm. all of that kind of stuff in just really significant ways. And so while some of it is so endearing, some of it's funny, like it really like it, like there were a lot of those things that made a difference for me growing up and that just helped me to learn the truth. So that's probably how it marked me. What about you? Yeah, I think very similar. Like I think when I was really little, it helped me to learn about the Bible and God's word and how to like, I memorized scripture in part because of some pop culture things yeah. like whether through song or um, because it was on my t-shirt or mm-hmm. whatever. And then I think as I got older and especially as someone who was more creative and writing throughout high school and college, like it just kind of showed me like there is beauty mm-hmm. and we can create beauty and give God glory in that. And yeah. we can um, use the gifts that he's given us in a way that directly glorifies him. Like yeah. I think there's, there are lots of artists who are not necessarily in the Christian pop culture area that are still doing that. Yeah. But this was a way that was very direct. Like, I'm going to show you who God is and and in this direct way. And I alluded to this earlier, but I'll bring it back up now that it's uh, now that we're talking about how it marked us. But the smell in the color nine, mm-hmm. that song by Chris Rice, um, it like I was at a point in my walk with Christ and I don't even remember, I don't even know when this came out exactly but I think I was in high school mm-hmm. and um smell the color nine is about it's a song that's just about like trying to hear from God sometimes can feel like trying to smell the color nine mm. which you can't do because yeah. nine's not a color smell you can't smell a color um and so I in my walk at that time I was very much like I don't know what it's like to necessarily 
hear I didn't have a lot of like feelings associated with my walk with Christ. Yeah. Like I didn't necessarily always I I didn't hear God speak audibly. I didn't know what that looked like for God to speak to my heart, mm-hmm. you know, and and I definitely had felt it before, but it was just kind of like at that point it was as hard as smelling the color nine. It would be like trying to smell the color nine, which Mm -hmm. is impossible. And so just to hear that from somebody else who was a Christian and I knew that he was a believer and a strong believer, that, hey, this is hard. This is hard for all of us. And I think that's another part of Christian pop culture is, hey, we're all trying to do this together. And Mm -hmm. here's the way that it's manifested in my life. And maybe it's you know, through a vegetable that doesn't have any arms that's teaching us about (laughs) Christian worldview or Bible Mm -hmm. verses, but it's still like, oh, I can kind of relate to this. Like, Mm -hmm. this is a way that I can get. And also just the fun that it can be to be a Christian and the joy that's there because there we sing songs that are really happy and fun and, and, um, like poppy. And then there, we like watch videos with silly songs with Larry and like, we can still have fun as Christians. And I think that's an important thing to Remember, and that's something that definitely marked me mm-hmm. growing up in that pop, in that Christian sub subculture of pop culture. Yeah. yeah. I love it. That's awesome. So. Well, this has been just a fun episode. We had yes. fun putting this one together and it just, it was great just to connect with some of y'all on Instagram yeah. and hear feedback from you on some of these ideas and, um, and just the things that marked you. And so if you think of anything else, feel free to send them our way. Um, we may mention you in a future yeah. episode or something like that. Use the hashtag marked podcast. So we'll find it. Yes. We both follow that hashtag. So we we'll sure see do. It. <laughs> um, but yeah, we would love just to continue to connect with y'all um, in any way we can. So feel mm-hmm. free to reach out through Lifeway Women or through either of our social accounts. Mine is Mary Margaret C and Elizabeth is at Ed Hindman, E.D. Yeah. Hindman. Um, and so, um, but we're really grateful for y'all and just the impact that you have mm-hmm. on our lives. Yeah. Um, because it's just, it's fun to get to create something, um, you know, that y'all are getting to listen to. Yeah. And so, um, so we really appreciate you and thank you for listening. And before we go today, we like one thing we wanted to mention yeah. though, is that like, we've talked about some funny Christian t-shirts that are out there right now. Mm-hmm. Well, like, I think they're like, a lot of the there's still some of those out there. I yeah. see I see people wearing them. But like we have created here within our lifeway mm-hmm. building and people, like brilliant people. <laughs> I don't I said that weird, but like some people that are gifted in design and art artistry. Yes. Yeah. Have created a line of t shirts called Salt and Light. And uh, and they are so cute. Like now, I, have, I will say, Mary Margaret, that mm-hmm. growing up I had a t shirt that had something about being the salt and light and oh, it no. had a literal salt shaker and a light bulb on it. Yeah. These are not those t-shirts. These are not those t-shirts. They're really cute. They, you know, some of them are cute pocket tees. Like I literally have like gone and spent my own money to buy, like nobody has given me these for free. Like, but like I've gone and bought them. And you may have seen some of them. Like Mary Margaret in our Instagram story had the grace one. It's like striped with grace written on it. It's Mm -hmm. really cute. Um, we I have, have one them. that's like a teal color that says hope on it. There's one that says love. I have love. that one too. Um, I have one that says he is able. I, I just bought that one. I love it. Yes. And so. I have one that says Jesus loves me. This I know, mm-hmm. which I love. Um, and so there's just a whole line. We'll put a link in the pod, in the show notes so that you can go and look at them and buy them for yourself. But we just think that's a really fun way to 
like we said earlier, just just kind of like show your faith and maybe it would start a conversation or maybe yeah. it would just be a reminder for your own heart to mm-hmm. to live in grace or to live in hope. And honestly, with those shirts, with as much as I've worn a bunch of them because they're super comfy, the mm-hmm. one that has been more of a conversation starter than any of the other ones is the one that says, Jesus loves me, this I know. Yeah. Like that people have made a comment on and have said something about. And because I think it reminds all of us of, mm-hmm. of a truth and of something that for some people haven't thought about in a really long time. Right. And it's a and, core truth. Yeah. So those are just some really yeah. cool ways to make some connections in your mm-hmm. everyday life. And so we hope that you guys will check those out and we will see you next time on the Mark Podcast. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to join in the conversation, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at MaryMargaretC and at ED Heinemann. Use the hashtag MarkedPodcast to connect with us. You can also find Life by Women on all social media channels at Life by Women. All of today's show notes will be posted at LifeByWomen.com forward slash podcast. And if you love the show, leave an iTunes review. It's a great way for other people to hear about the show. We will see you next time.